What is up, guys? Welcome back to Overtakes. This is Misfit, and we are going to be talking some power rankings today. Everybody out there in YouTube land, thank you very much for joining us. If you're new to the program, please hit a like, hit a subscribe. If you're returning, if you're coming back to check us out, thanks a lot. Uh, we got some stuff going on. We had some news drop. We had um, an event drop in the regular game. But uh, let's talk some news, and it was something we kind of expected to come out today, uh, which is Sunday. I'm recording Sunday night. So it's something that I, re I was expecting. They usually do it the Sunday before to let us know. I'm sure they let those guys know um, earlier than that. We had the Hero Pools drop. So for a week 24 and 25, which are the next two weeks, we got May, Widowmaker, Arisa, and Anna. This is going to prove to be a little interesting. Once again, Widow's Band. This is the third time in five, or I think it's three times in five weeks and four times overall that Widowmaker's been banned uh, as, a, as a damage dealer. That's a lot. It's excessive. The second time May's been banned and no one um, is really crying about that. And uh, we have Arissa Band and Anna Band. So... It's going to make the Genji stuff a little interesting because we were seeing a lot of the the thing that Arissa was doing. You're doing with the Arissa and Genji is the halt pull, uh, you know, the pulls into the dra uh, not dragon blade, the dashes, and then you know, of course, you halt into a, a dragon blade is pretty devastating. Of course, Anna with the nano boost. Not going to see a lot of nano boost again. Genji's running around for the next couple weeks, but you know, honestly, a lot of teams have been running Brig and BAP because you can get the armor packs on. Now, the, I'm assuming they'll be running on the patch with the Brig nerfs, but you still have Rally. Rally on a on a Genji is still pretty, pretty good. Uh, you're not going to have Genji running around like a tank, but now let's talk a little bit about uh, some compositions. We might see some regular old-fashioned uh, Winston Diva dives because we have the Diva buffs coming in. And, you know, a little Genji Tracer uh, Winston Diva. Probably see some of that. Sigma's so good, though. You might see some Ryan Sigma. You might see some of the wacky stuff that teams like Soul were running where you had um, Monkey Zarya. As far as, as far as damage dealers, you're probably going to get a lot of Ash Genji. Probably going to get some Tracer Genji. And supports, I think, are going to kind of stay on the norm. You might see a little Lucio if you're running a Rhine. You might see them guys run a Lucio in there. We saw a little bit more Lucio coming uh, in the last week uh, with them doing some of the things that they were doing. But this is going to be provide to be interesting. Now, you don't have the Widowmaker option, so you could see some Hanzo. I'm not... I'm not sold on that. I, I just think that Ash provides way too much. You got some long range hit scan. You have the dynamite. You have Bob, of course. And it, I think it's going to provide a suitable amount of damage to be done. In fact, it, for some teams, it's, it's better that she's there. But th that is kind of what I think on that. We'll talk a little bit more when we get into the previews. Um, after I look at some stuff and see some other things with, you know, what these guys are doing and what they've run. We also have an event drop, uh, the Sigma Maestro event. It's one of those uh, win nine games, get the skin thing. The skin's pretty damn cool, actually. S Sigma as, uh, as a conductor, 
kind of has the old school vibe of, uh, you know, it's based on a legendary orchestra conductor. The best thing that they did about it was they released all the music for the maps. I love those, the map music. I love when you're, you're queuing up and you hear that music for Dorado or you hear that music for Havana or Hanamura. My favorite one's Li Jiang. I, I'm weird. I like Li Jiang, but you know, Dorado's always good. They're all really good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw them in the background here on some of these videos. I mean, we could do a tier list of that if you guys are interested. We could, <laughs> we had, we're doing power rankings for teams. We could do power rankings for uh, map music. Uh, the one that nobody wants to hear is, uh, even though it's kind of cool, uh, classical kind of music. <laughs> you hear that Paris music, and you're like, "How the fuck do I get out of this match?" As soon as you hear it, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's that'll be fun. Now let's dive in. Today we're gonna do. The NA Power Rankings, which, as you see, I got mine up on the screen there. So, uh, this is what my order, honestly, from four to nine, they're very interchangeable in my eyes. You could, they could rise and fall in any particular order. Maybe to, maybe to 11, possibly. But uh, some of the stuff I've seen, I, I don't buy into that. Yeah, okay. So there's my rankings. So we're going to start bottom up. You know, we're going to do it the traditional sports way you do this. So 13, I have the uprising because they're terrible. They're not any better than a lot of people want to put them in this. They're getting better. Nah, I'm not buying that. And I won't buy that. Their roster is a mid-table contenders team with a couple of good parts. They, uh, they're they just bad. And everybody wants to prop them up a little bit. Yeah, they have maps where they look good. Look, I've been a fan of the Mayhem since season one. I know what bad looks like. And this is bad. Yes, there were decent parts in a couple years of the Mayhem. Same thing with this team. There are decent parts. You know, Color Hex is really good. Jerry is, I'm going with above average, but he does some fun stuff. He has moments where he can pop off. The rest of it is expendable. And you can give me what all the things that you want to give me on this. You could say that Fusions is decent. Punk is... All right, I'll give you uh, Color Hex and Punk are probably the two best elements on this team. Myung Bong as well. But we all know Myung Bong will be on a different team next year because that's what Dallas does. They get a a player like that, develop him, minorly develop him, showcase him more than anything. They put him out in the runway like a model, and uh, the highest bidder takes uh, the prize. So that's my thoughts on them. Myung Bong is good. On a different team, he would look much better. But the rest of it's just garbage. They they have no coordination, no nothing. Minerals, their coach, he failed in in Florida, and he is just a placeholder here. He's not doing anything. He's a very smart guy, knows a lot about strategy and all that. But this is just not good. All right, let's move up to number twelve. I have the Dallas Fuel. Unfortunately, I had to put him that low. Some of you guys are going to wonder why I have them in 12 and I have other teams higher. The numbers say it all to me. They don't finish. Their record's terrible. 
and their team is right now is underperforming. Their tank line should be good. They were good in Boston. They're not good now. The Decay and Doha are really good, but they have to have specific heroes, specific metas, and specific things happen for them to do anything. Basically, if they don't have god-tier performances on the heroes that they're really good at, Dallas fucking loses. Period. Their supports are somewhere in the bottom of the league. Um, and it doesn't matter who's in. Crimzo, Closer, whatever. They're just not good. Um, uh, they're very disappointing. I thought they were going to be a lot better this year. I thought they were going to be a lot better in the last stage when we had a, a situation where we could have Doha play Genji. You know, you had places where you could have uh, De- uh, Decay play Tracer like he was doing in stage. Uh, I'm calling it stage. In, before the uh, May Melee tournament when I was really high on them. But after watching them, they're just, no. As average as average can be, but... I'm going to actually go as below average as below average can be. The next team up, and this is probably a shocker to some of you guys, but the the Los Angeles Gladiators I have at 11. They are, if Dallas is underperforming, they're beyond underperforming. Uh, Dallas, we, we figured to be a mid-table team. Somewhere in the in the beginning when we had... I saw Dallas somewhere in the 10 range out of 20 teams. The Gladiators, on the other hand, I saw them in the top five with the additions of Oge, Space, and then they added Bird Ring. And a couple of their DPS was kind of eh. And you're going, all right, well, they, but they have uh, Big Goose and Chats. This team does not perform. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's culture. I don't know if it's skill level, which I highly doubt on a couple of these guys like Space, Shaz, uh, Shaz and Big Goose. But the thing is, is what I've come to peace with this team not being good, I guess, is, is what it is. They are underwhelming, underperforming. Their strategies now are to the point where they're trying to be Chengdu. Oge, unfortunately, looks terrible. I, I'm not going to mix words here on this uh, with him. I thought this would be fantastic for him. Him and Space working together. I thought he was good with Dallas. I thought Space would uh, raise his game up. Space is playing at a really high level. Oge is not. Bird Ring is playing at a very high level. The rest of the, the rest of the DPS are not. To be honest, after watching them over and over again, Big Goose and Chaz are average right now. They're not the carry supports that, that they were before. Yeah, they do some fantastic things once in a while. The problem is, is that they, they're not consistent whatsoever. It doesn't, you know, they're relying on, at this point now, they're relying on LH Cloudy playing Reinhardt doing wacky flanks, Chengdu-ish things, running off meta crap to try and win maps. They're, they're, their roster says that they're better than that, but their record says that they're not. That's why they're at 11. I don't see them beating a good team the rest of the year. I will be shocked if they beat a team that's better than Boston, which they can't, they couldn't beat Boston. They're on that level right now. They're on the defiant level, which I have one slot above them at 10. The only reason I have them one slot above them at 10 is because they did well in the tournament. They look good. Uh, Agility's impressed me on Genji. They, Kind of came together without Surefour in the lineup. Um, once again, Logics has the potential to carry, but they're also in that disappointing team 
I, I, I wanted these, I thought they had potential to be better than they are. Defiant, I thought much like the, the fuel mid table, somewhere eight to 12, eight to 13, somewhere sneaking in the tournament, going in the, uh, play in something. They would be in there. I kind of thought they're just underwhelming. I, I, and I called them horseshit like two weeks ago. Okay. They, they picked up their game. They're slightly above horseshit at 10. The, the tank line is kind of odd. They have moments where they're good. They have moments where they're not. Numlock coming in, I thought was going to be a good idea. And Cruz also coming in on the support line. They needed some vocal guys. It seems to be working. I think maybe more the more that they work, they're going to be a little bit better. But I don't think they're going to go much higher than this right now. I don't think they have the potential to get into the top, like maybe above seven, six, seven, somewhere in there. But that's all I see in them. Okay. And you were wondering probably where this team was. The next team on the list. At nine, I have the Washington Justice. The reason why I have the Justice at nine is because this team has potential to be decent. They have not performed yet, except for in the tournament. They beat the Gladiators, but I don't know if that's a big fucking deal right now. Um, let's be honest with that. Additions of Janu and Stitch are helping. It's just taking a little while for it to, to kind of gel together. They have other guys that play, and I said this in the APAC uh, review. They have other guys, or I mean, I'm sorry, the NA review. They they have uh, they have guys on this team that have played on championship rosters or rosters that were in the playoffs. You know, you have guys all over the place. You have Aim God. You have Ark. You have uh, No Smite, Stitch, Janu. These guys know how to win. It's just it's going to take them a little bit of time to get together. Tuba on Genji is better than I expected. Now, with the hero pool we talked about, we're still going to see a lot of Genji, so you're probably going to get Stitch, Stitch Tuba. That's not terrible. It's better than some what some of the other teams are doing, for sure. I have them at eight, and I think they could go up a couple or down a couple, depending on how things play out. But I, I have a little bit more faith in them than I did uh, a couple of weeks ago. All right, next on the list, a team that I had in my top three overall, the Atlanta Reign. The Atlanta Reign are not playing as good as they should be. Their their pieces are, I don't know if they're random pieces thrown together that are just not working. I thought, you know, I really thought uh, Gator and Hawk would be a great tank line because they proved it before in Contenders. They're proving to be, the cards fall right, they're really good. If they don't, they're average as far as healer, hero pools, maps, etc. As much as I called for Erster, I, I just don't see it right now. Edison's and Edison's okay. The best player they have on this team right now is Baby Bay. And and I'm not saying that in like a negative light. He is like I feel like he's grinding. A phenomenal Ash player. Hit scan wise, you can put him on anything and he's really good. I also think Dogman's a liability, but the thing about that dude is he tries. I, I, I'm giving him that. He will grind. He's not great. Is not as good as I thought he was going to be, but goddamn, the, the dude will put in the hours and he's, he is working on it, but I just don't say he's, he just has moments where he feeds. He has moments where he just, Yeats alts and stuff like that. It's just, yeah. Massa, Massa, 
Massad, whatever you want to call him, he he's a great Lucio player. Everything else, he's kind of above average, not not fantastic on like he is on Lucio. You get that dude on Lucio, he's one of the best guys in the fucking league. Everything else, kind of okay. Tank line, we talked about, you know, I just want to see more from Gator and Hawk, and I, I want to see, I want to see these high-level DPS players that were touted as great. We kind of figured that we were going to see a lot of Edison, a lot of, a lot of Edison Erster, and Erster is just not cutting it right now. There's a reason why baby it's Baby Bay Edison most of the time. I mean, it could change, but I have them this low for a reason. They're underperforming. They they can't beat a team above 500. And if they get into a match where they lose a map, they don't win that. They either 3-0 or the other way. They get they get swept. Um, they lose a the map, they're done. And we saw, I mean, yeah, they, they had, you know, a five-map thing. But, you know, they still, they lost a map. They didn't win the, the match. Uh, still plays out. Okay, moving up. I did something that I normally don't do. Now, some of you are saying, why are they this low? I have the Outlaws at seven. Me and the Outlaws. It's a thing. I, 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 I can't ever pick them right. They annoy me. A lot of their fans annoy me. They're like cowboy fans in football. But... Putting hydration on main tank, even though there was an injury to Muma, seems to be a really good remedy. And Dante, I keep saying, Dante is an MVP candidate right now. You can fucking throw out 10 or 15 guys. The only reason why the Outlaws are this high, not the only reason, one of the main reasons why the Outlaws are this high is because of Dante's play on Tracer, Sombra, Genji. He's phenomenal he is absolutely taking over matches and he's a nightmare to play against this guy has proved to be the best pickup one of the best pickups any team has made in the last two years we had not seen a lot you know last year it was like the, it was goats goats doesn't count but this year dante is proving how good he actually is and it really sickens me that san francisco could let him go and it didn't matter because they had guys that were as good as him on these things. They might want him back now because uh, Genji, uh, they don't look too good on. But I'm a fanboy and I'm a fan of an outlaw. I love Dante. I love watching him play. I also like hydration on main tank. Their support line is weird, but it seems to be fucking working in some strange manner. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it works in, in doses. It, it, it's not great all the time, but it's doing the job when it needs to be done. That's all you need sometimes when you have a guy like Dante doing what he does. Hydration on main tank, he's looking better and better as we speak. Him and Mono have a great synergy. Something I did, you don't expect. But him and Mono are working really good together. Mono has picked up his game. He's got a great Sigma. He's he's still a god-tier diva. These things matter. And him and Hydration are... a viable tank line, if not above average at this point. And paired with Dante. And, you know, Linkser will have his moments where he, he goes off on either Ash or, obviously, he's not going to be playing Widow in this um, upcoming meta, but some of the hit scan, you get him on the right thing, he's he's looking really good, too. I don't know if it's because he's playing fucking 9 million hours of Valorant or whatever, but he looks like Linkser of old. But, I don't think they're at the level to beat some of the really good teams yet. 
like the Phillies, the the San Francisco's, they beat the mayhem. Yes, I have the mayhem higher than them. Shoot me, I don't care. I can be a fan for a moment. Um, I'm not playing the college football game in this either. This team beat that team because that team and this team and this team, that's why they're, they should be ahead of them. Don't give me that bullshit. I, I, I could care less. If you look at the season record, they beat them once. They're one in three. Anyway, but I'm still high on, on Houston. I think they've looked really good and it pains me to say sometimes, but God damn it. They're, they're better than I thought they were going to be. Now the next team I have, I have a little high. I'm even going to admit it. The Vancouver Titans. I, I put them up this high because I like, I kind of like the grittiness to, this team has. Um, yeah, they had to do a whole roster thing. They, they got rid of the, the, um, the runaway roster and they moved into this, uh, NA roster and you got guys playing on fucked up ping and all kinds of stuff. But you know what? They're making it work and they look good doing it. They, and some of the teams that they're beating, at, at this point, let, let's just tell it like it is. Beating the Gladiators right now doesn't matter. They're not as good as advertised. I think that this team has the potential to stay, kind of stay where they are. I don't think they're going to go up too much. Teams that they they might leapfrog the, the next couple teams I have in front of them if they keep their synergy up. They keep playing at the level they do. Uh, Shockwave was a great addition to this roster. He's proving to be fan, you know, a fantastic DPS player. I love Dalton. Like where they're going. I think that they're 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 overperforming right now, but I think they're going to continue it. These guys are hungry, they're ready to go, and they want to make a name for themselves. So, I think 6 is a good spot for this team, kind of right in the middle. They they might go up a little bit depending on the, the next couple teams and they might go down a bit depending on the teams below. I, I think um, four through eight is a jumbled mess. I'm, I wanted to do an order just to make it fun, but they're, they're like chunks. Like there's a nine through 13, nine through 12, I should say 13 saying the same nine through 12. Those teams could move up and down and all around in, in, in there, you know, a tick here, a tick there up and down. It'd be fine. I think I, I would go my four to eight, same thing. Top three, I think, is staying the same. Okay, so that's my thoughts on Vancouver. Now let's move up to five. Now they did not have the best performance. The meta is not necessarily in their favor, and that's the Valiant. I had the Valiant at five because they've been consistent all season. They've been good. They've beaten more teams that are better than them than they should have, yes. But they've also proven to me that they are a good team. They do learn, and they have good coaching with Packington, and they're going to get the get the couple of hiccups straightened out that they had in the tournament. They need to figure out who's good on Genji. You can't shoehorn Tracer into everything. Like I, Obviously, they had me. They must have listened to me because I, I didn't think Genji was that strong, and I think go... You could do other things besides that, but right now, no, you got to run it. But they got to find who their Genji player is, and hopefully he's above average because that's all you need right now with the uh, uh, over over tuning that we have on Genji. But they should be good. They started doing some wacky stuff with the lineup that I wasn't a fan of. I really just I want Lastro in there 
their their main tank. We got to find a main tank on this team that just stick in there all the time. All right, maybe not all the time. You could be a little bit more versatile um, if you had to run rinds and things like that. You know, just get that straight. Get a Genji. Get your Genji stuff straightened out, and I think they'll stay where they are. They have the potential to fall. They also have the potential to rise. The next team on the list, call me a homer, I don't care. I have the Mayhem at four. We all know I'm tough on this team. There are times when I don't believe that they should be where they are, like in the May Melee, post May Melee. Everybody else is saying they're three, they're two. They're, I'm like, eh, I don't buy it. Um, but yes, they lost to the Outlaws. They were too cocky. They did not play what they were good at, necessarily. And the, the week before, they should have learned a lot of things from the Outlaws, but they did not. But what I do think in this current meta, you have Fate and Gargoyle. Whatever you run Fate on is going to be fantastic. I, I'm interested to see what you, you know what they, they come up with. If they have to run... If it becomes like a thing where you're running Zarya, I'm a little frightened. But Gargoyle on... Diva, I'm good with, and Gargoyle on Sigma, I'm fantastic with. I'm okay with Fate on Rhine, uh, Monkey, that kind of stuff. That's fantastic. He'll be fine. We don't, we didn't get Brig banned, so Chris will be fine. <laughs> Even though Brig got the, the shit nerfed out of her, he'll figure out a way. He's a really good Brig player. If it gets into a Lucio meta, that's where I'm afraid. And Gangnam Jin's Gangnam Jin. He'll be fine. Their DPS players also fine. You just got to figure out what you want Genji to play. Or Genji. What you want Yaki to play. And build around that. BQB will be fine. He's a fantastic Ash. Probably top three in the league. So I'm not worried about him. And I'm not worried about Yaki either. Don't misconstrue this as me being worried about Yaki. Uh, Yaki, the thing with Yaki is that he can play Tracer and Genji, which you're going to need one or both. I hope they don't need both because I'm not too confident in what BQB can do on Tracer. Um, but I think they're going to work Ash and a flanker. I, I think it'll be Ash Genji or Ash Tracer map dependent. And, and I think they'll be okay. I think they can beat most teams in the league, except for the teams above them right now. I, I'm looking forward to this. I, I think they learned some things in this. They they learned a little, little bit of uh, humility. They learned all the all the the fucking sports cliches you want to throw out at a team that was overconfident going in. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think they're at four. I think they're better, vastly better than most of the teams. There are teams that are below them that can give them a run. Yes. Outlaws. Definitely. Vancouver. Probably. Valiant. Yes. Um, Justice. Depending on the day. Maps. All that kind of stuff. Rain. I don't know. And the other three. Forget it. I'm done with the gladiators. So I I don't count them. Um, The fuel could give them a run too, depending on what's going on. Uprising, or the Uprising and whatever. Um, but that's my take on the Mayhem for uh, the power rankings. Okay, top three. Now, these teams are interchangeable as well. The two of them. And the number one team has some issues, believe it or not. So three, I have Philly, and two, I have Paris. And it's kind of a tie in my mind. Here's why. Uh, the, the match was pretty much a tie. They... they uh, 
they both played again. They played each other really well, and there were things I liked about Philly's style of this Genji meta better than Paris. Paris just kind of enabled um, Sparkle and just said, "Go fucking kill everything." Kind of in a nutshell, Philly plays more cerebrally in certain aspects. I, I like EQO. Bringing him back in the fold, I like his fire too. I, I just like the way he plays. He wants to fucking win all the time. And they're better when he's on there, even though they lost. Uh, him on Genji, I, I liked it. I he, Honestly, he tends to be smart about how he plays Genji. He doesn't go hyper aggro or hyper passive like a Fleta. He's not as aggro as um, Sparkle who plays in a brawl style, kind of like, uh, you know, behind the tanks and then then starts flanking. He plays it smart. He knows when to peel. He knows when to go in. He is aware of every situation that's going on. And it's fantastic. It, it just, I love it. And then you got Carpe. Whatever Carpe plays with a gun, he's going to do fine on. He's got to play Tracer, Ash, Soldier, Fuck, if you put him on Junkrat, I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> by the way, I want to see that. Can we can we get a Carpe Junkrat signing? Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I think, but I had them at three. It's kind of like two and two A, really. I liked what they did with the, the support line. I was not sure about it at first, but Funny Astro really is a great Lucio, and he's okay at everything else and throwing alarm on brig his brig is really fucking good um lest we forget i mean he he knows how to play a brig from back in the day i mean he didn't necessarily play it a ton when he was on on fusion uh uni and all that stuff but he knows how brig works he's a good support probably rookie of the year candidate if you're going can uh, category wise I, I early on i had him as my pegged him as my solid but there's some other guys that have come up, like Yaki and Lip and uh, a couple other dudes. But, you know, we'll do a show about that later on. Uh, um, Award-type show. And, you know, let me know what you think. If you want to do it earlier, I'll throw you out my early-on leaders in, in, in those categories. But tank line for Philly is fine. Now, Fury has stepped up his game. His Sigma is absolutely filthy. And Sato, quietly, has been playing really well. I don't know if it's because he's been enabled by the supports. They actually got a really good support line that's keeping him alive. Or the fact that he's playing mostly Arissa, where he can't feed on fucking Reinhardt or Int on Winston or however you want to put it. Whatever, whatever fucking new word you want to call for just fucking throwing, essentially. Soft throwing on main tank. But I, I think these uh, he's playing better than he has since he's coming to the league. Let's go with 2A, Paris. So they just won the tournament. Of course, it's hot. You know, they beat San Francisco. They beat Philly. They look really good. Um, I, and there aren't a lot of horrible parts to this team. I still am leery about their main tank position. That's the one spot where I'm, I, I keep, and I say this continually, I, I, I'm, I pick on main tanks. The no smite Ben Best thing is the worst part of this team. Their DPS are fantastic. They have 
four DPS players that can play anything in the game. Their supports, both rookies, one playing on 200 ping on flex support, which is harder to play on. You know, you're not playing Lucio or whatever. Their, their two supports are fantastic. Hanbin's fucking fantastic. Another potential rookie of the year. But the main tank thing, and they've been playing really good, though. I will say, whoever's in, Ben Best or uh, No Smite, they've been playing, or No Smite, um, Roar. <laughs> I'm sorry. No Smite. I keep saying, I keep thinking uh, No Smite's on the Justice. It's Roar. So go back to my Justice thing and all the stuff I said about No Smite, I meant Roar. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, God, me and their names. You guys can have to bear with me on that. I get names confused if you haven't been here before. Um, I'm not the first person to do this that, that has uh, confused names, and nor will I be the last. Anyway, that's what Paris, if they, if this Genji meta thing continues, they're, they're fine because my God is sparkle uh, just insane on Genji. And his other stuff is not bad either. And if there are things that he's not comfortable on playing, you have Nico soon. If it gets into a double hit scan where you don't have, you're not running the, uh, Genji, which I don't know why you would right now, but say you don't because you can't enable him because the break things in and all that and you're running Ash Tracer, you're still fine because you have Exian soon. Nico can run some niche things. He can run, he runs a decent May. He can run Echo if you want to run Echo. There's a lot of things. This team is hitting its full form. It's kind of where we thought they should be by this point. They just exceeded expectations earlier in the season to put them well ahead. Because I would have had them top five probably if they were playing like this. And they did what if things went the way we kind of thought they were going to. Season wise, life wise, all that stuff. I would have, I kind of thought by the end of the season they would be in top five, top six. I, I might have to go back and check that. I might have called them 10. I, I don't know. I think I, at the beginning of the season, I called everybody 10. Um, yeah, they're top 10. Um, I had 20 teams in the top 10 except for Boston and uh, Washington and the Mayhem. <laughs> Let's talk about the top team. We have San Francisco at number one. Yes, we do. Because they're still the best team in the league. They still have the best coach in the league. They're still the most coordinated team. They still can play all the heroes. But... They made a fatal error after the May Melee, and they got rid of their Genji player. Because Genji was in the meta, they didn't expect the buffs come in, and the best Genji player they had on their team is now in the Hangzhou Spark. They need to figure this out. Because if Genji's this good, they have to have somebody... Rascal probably will get back to Rascal form that he had in Season 1, and in, in Apex, and all those things where he was playing, where we had a lot of the the uh, Genji uh, Tracer dive and all that stuff. But it's a different playstyle of Genji because, let's be honest, he's overtuned, or overclocked, or overpowered, or OP, or whatever your term is for right now. But he needs to—he uh, either needs to pick it up, or they need to find somebody else. I know that um, they posted like an open trial for for players. I mean, they got nine thousand DPS players. Well, actually, not anymore. Genji is their weakness right now. They could drop out of this, but I do think that Krusty is a great coach, and he will figure this out. And they will, they will, 
be in the top three. I'm keeping them in the top spot because I don't see everything. If everything else falls the way it does, you still have Choi Hilbin, best off, uh, flex support in the league. You have Super and Smurf, great tank line. You have Moth, best main support in the league. You have Violet, one of the, one of the best Baptiste in the league, if not the best Baptiste in the league. Everything else he's really, really, really good at. Top five. Then you have, you know, your DPS line. You have Striker, best, one of the best tracers of all time. You have Ons, is one of the best fucking snipers that they found. Rascal can play anything. It continues on. They're still the best team in the league. Yes, they lost a game. Yes, they lost in a tournament. Things have happened. You know, in the 70s, the Steelers lost in the playoffs. The Patriots, in recent times, if you want to move it there, the Patriots have lost. Denver has beaten them three or four times in the last 20 years. It's like one of the only teams that beats them. Baltimore beat them to go to the Super Bowl. It happens. The best teams lose to other teams that are more hungry, have a better scheme that day. They play better that day. It doesn't mean that they're not the best team. It's not this college. I always reference college football with this because college football fans are the literal definition of fan, which is fanatic. Uh, and they have blinders on and they can't see anything, which is the, well, if Ohio State beat Penn State, but Penn State lost to Iowa, they should be ahead of Alabama. That That's kind of how some people are running this stuff. You know what? Yes, they did lose to Paris in the semis. That doesn't make them a worse team. That makes them worse on that day. Overall, best team in the league, still San Francisco. It could change. I'm not going to lie. But right now, in my mind, they're the best team. I just think they have too many pieces, too many parts. They can do too many things. The only thing they can't do right now is Genji. But I'm sure Rascal's been grinding because Krusty said something to the effect of they didn't think that they would need to play Genji or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. All right, guys. That is going to do it for the NA Power Rankings. Thank you very much for joining me. It's been a blast. Definitely comment down below. Tell me what you think, who you like, what you think I, I got wrong, what you think I got right. Let's get this con uh, conversation rolling. I know I'm, I've been hard. I was harsh on a couple of teams, probably a little lenient on a couple other ones, but you know, it's kind of a weird situation because you're going tournaments and all that. I kind of try to take the whole year into consideration, kind of. Some of it I, I let go, like some of the Vancouver stuff. I, I'm just, I was just trying to judge them because their first couple of matches, you know, they were a different team. Thank you very much, everybody out there in YouTube land for giving me all the likes, all the subscribes, all the stuff you guys have been doing uh, before uh, the recent format change and now. I love the conversations. Keep it up. Let's keep going. And if you're new, hit a like, hit a subscribe, hit the alert bell. I will have stuff coming out a few times a week. So uh, just to keep yourself informed and uh, up to date and, you know, knowing when I'm coming out with stuff, uh, hit all the hit all the stuff on, on YouTube. Everybody in podcast land, thank you very much. I appreciate everything you've done. All the likes or ratings and all that kind of stuff. All the, all the time you guys have spent listening to me. I appreciate it very much. Everybody out there, have a fantastic rest of your day. It's been great. Misfit out. I will talk to you on the next one where we talk APAC power rankings. And oh, side note, I'll also have all, I'll do a one in 20 on that one too. I'm not going to do much describing. I'm just going to throw it up there and let you guys have at it. Catch you later.